the Lord has put in my heart uh, since uh, maybe a couple of days ago. This is what it is. God saying, every time you present yourself in the house of God to hear his word, not the word of a man, to hear his word, you empower yourself for success. You empower yourself for success. And the scripture that the Lord gave to me was Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you must confess it. You must speak it day and night, meditating it day and night. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written in it because if you don't stay with the word day and night, meditate in the word day and night, you will not be able to observe to do all that is written in it and then you will have good success. You will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So everything is based on the word. A lot of people like to do every other thing except stay with the word. They like the emotions. They like the feelings. After a while, when you grow up, you'll realize everything is in the word. And God works only through his word. There's nothing else. You can cry. It doesn't work through crying. It's got to be through the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. Isaiah 50, verse 4. And please let's uh, make this confession and truly mean it from the heart. This, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. God has opened your ear, and you didn't turn away. You will not turn away. You will follow through, because the grace of God follows the word of God. Amen. Today, I want to uh, go on from what we did last Sunday, moving on, crossing over, to the other side. Last Sunday we talked about the true self. And the false self. Now that you know who you are. I know who I am. Did we all sing it this morning? I know who I am. Now that you know who you are. And the false self has been put aside. And you know who God has made you. A child of his. If you can make it next Sunday in my Sunday school class, uh, please come because I'm talking about that. Knowing who you are is very important. Jesus said, I know where I am from and I know where I am going. So even if I speak it, my testimony is true. Even if, if you don't have two witnesses, not another person, my testimony is true because I know where I'm from and I know where I'm going. Do you know where you're from? And do you know where you're going? Where are you going? That's the question. Where are you going? We're crossing over to the other side. In Mark chapter 4, and I'm going to be staying in Mark chapter 4, 
by the story of crossing over uh, to the other side, going through Lake Galilee. It says in verse 35, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. When evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Jesus was having a a major campaign. A great multitude had come to him to hear him preach. And he was teaching them the parable of the sower and a number of other parables. But when evening came, he he sent the, the multitudes away and he told his disciples, let us cross to the other side. Many times, we are so caught up with what's happening in the present, we are not able to see that God has another assignment, something better on the other side. Many times, we feel so good about what's going on, we just want to stay there. We don't think about improving ourselves. We don't want to go to the other side. We don't want to explore. We just want to stay there. But God's calling you. He said, let us cross over to the other side. Don't settle. Don't talk about what God has done in the past. How mighty God has been in your life. And that's all you talk about. You're so settled in it. And that's you glory in it and you settle. Whereas God has something bigger for you on the other side. He's not through with you yet. He has something for you on the other side. How long have you been in your situation? How long have you been focused on what's happening in your life? You are caught up in it. Many of us have learned... Coping skills. To cope with what's going on. It's not always the positive things. Sometimes you have difficulties going on in your life. You're struggling financially. You're struggling in your marriage. You're struggling in your education. All kinds of struggles going on. And you're learning to cope. God saying to you this morning, it's time for us to cross over to the other side. Don't settle. Don't say to yourself, I've tried everything, it's not working. You tried everything without God. Bring God into the equation and you will hear him saying to you, it's time to cross over to the other side. No matter how good it is going for you here, God still has something better for you on the other side. And if you stay enjoying what you have now, you'll miss out on what he has, the assignment for you on the other side. You'll never get to your destiny, what he's prepared for you, if you refuse to cross to the other side. Let me let you know, no matter how good things are for you, uh, sunset will come. Amen. Sunset, evening will come. When you begin to struggle, now, you know about life. You live, you're healthy, 
and a time comes, you can't move very much anymore. You're doing this. You know, the sun is setting. Evening has come. You know, it won't be long before you got no choice about this, before we are crossing to the other side. Oh, yeah. But life is like that. You must be able to discern times and the season that you are in. When evening comes over, whatever it is, whatever situation that you are in, it's time to prepare yourself to cross over to the other side. The other side needs you. And you need the other side. If you refuse to cross over, you will not get into your destiny. All you know is what's happening around you right now. That's our problem. We only know that God always has something on the other side for us. And you must be willing to take the step of faith to go to the other side. Because he is the one telling you. Now, whenever, whenever evening comes upon your situation, if you listen closely to the Lord, he will be telling you, it's time to cross to the other side. And you're not crossing alone. The word that he uses here is, let us cross over to the other side. Let us. It is not safe. To cross by yourself alone. It's not safe. Just because the Lord is telling you to cross over to the other side, don't leave him behind. It's not safe to go it alone. You will encounter things that you didn't expect. Take him along with you. Take him along with you. Just because you desire... To do God's bidding doesn't mean you are not going to encounter troubles. Hello? Don't answer the phone. My wife said, never says that. <laughs> but I, I always go against whatever she tells me. No kidding. <laughs> Especially when you're standing here, she can't talk back to you. That's my time. At home, she can, she, I am the head and she's the neck. She drives me wherever she wants. Turn my head well. But at church, while I'm here, I got power. <laughs> I say whatever I want and then go home with Pastor Andy after the service. Just because you desire to do God's bidding doesn't mean you are not going to encounter trouble. In fact, let me tell you this. There is something called the way of the Lord. A lot of, many Christians don't understand the way of the Lord. There is a thing in the scripture called the way of the Lord. When God asks you to do anything, in addition to that assignment, in that package, there is something called trouble in there. And if you don't understand it, when you begin to encounter trouble, you'll begin to wonder, I wonder if I heard from the Lord. Maybe God's not in it. That's because you don't know His way. 
There is never a time God's walking with you and God's trying to take you somewhere and God's trying to show you something, God's trying to minister to you that you will not have opposition. Sometimes your opposition will come from within. Sometimes from family members. And you start wondering, and they're telling you, are you sure you heard from the Lord They are really right when you start going through troubles because they will remind you. If the Lord spoke to you like you said, how come you got in there? You're going through this then. This is just the way of life. We got to understand that. Jesus said, Let us cross over to the other side. In Mark chapter 4, the same Mark chapter 4, verse 36. He said to them, it says, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. In other words, they were with Jesus. And they were going to sink. A great windstorm came to sink them. That's what God always will do. God doesn't want you to be where you are. He wants you to get out of that place to confront what's coming against you. To possess your possession. I'm going to take you to a principle here. You can see that in Deuteronomy chapter 1. Verse 6 through 7. It says, The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb. That's the mountain of God saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. You have been around this mount, the, the mountain. Horeb, that's the mount of God. God gave them revelation. God was taking care of them, feeding them and everything. And they stayed in that place and wouldn't move anywhere. But God had called them to a promised land. A land that was flowing with milk and honey. But then God says, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. You've been enjoying this mountain. It's been glorious. Great spectacular stuff happened here. But it says, now turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites and to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and on the sea coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Now, what was God saying here? Now, you've been around this mountain. It's been safe for you. Now, it's time to war. It's time to fight. It's time to confront this storm that's going to stop you from crossing over to the other side. That's just the principle. There's coming a storm. God says, I've allowed you to be here for a while. You've enjoyed it long enough, but it's time for you to cross over. Right here, you've known about God, and now you know God. It's time to go over and fight. From the days of John the Baptist until now, 
the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent ones take it by force. They got to fight. You got to confront the wind. You got to confront the waves that's trying to sink you. You got to deal with those things. So just because you desire to do God's will, doesn't mean these things will come against you. In fact, if you're not having any of those things in your life, question, is God really at work in my life? Because you're going to have trouble. People will misunderstand you. I read just in Sunday school, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, it says, the man who is spiritual judges all things. But he is not rightly judged by anyone. The one who is spiritual judges all things. In other words, they know what's going on. They understand the principle. But when others are looking at you, <laughs> you're making a big mistake. You got all these troubles. The one who is spiritual judges all things. But the, no one can rightly judge a spiritual man. And you can even have that in a church. Where people who are not spiritually minded, they look at what you're doing and they're judging you, telling you, you're making a mistake, you're, you're doing it wrong. Because they're not spiritual. You have to have the mind of Christ to understand this principle here. That this the trouble will come. You have to deal with the wind. You have to deal with the waves. You have to deal with the Canaanites. You have to fight to get your inheritance. Sitting down and crying and begging God is not going to work. God is calling you to do something about your life. Don't settle. If I leave you with anything this morning, don't settle. Take the word of God and do something about your life. Cross over to the other side. Don't settle. Don't let anyone convince you that you've had enough. This is enough comfort for you. You won't have more than this. This is your lot in life. God has something bigger than what you've got right now. And stay with it. Let God be with you now. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2, he says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the the curtains of your dwelling. God wants you to enlarge. He says, from now, you will expand to the right and to the left. Don't stay where you are. Your children will inherit the nations. Don't settle. Cross over to the other side. Forget oppositions. Stay with Christ. If God be for us, who can be against us? Stay, have a mind of Christ. No one can be against you. No one can take you on. God will make you the light of the world and the salt of the earth. If you stay with Him and you are willing to go through with Him. Now in Romans, He said, God, you will be glorified with Him if you are willing to suffer with Him. Romans chapter 8. God will glorify you if you are willing to suffer with Him just as He suffered and was glorified. But you, the suffering is dealing with the storms that will come against your life as you are wanting to do God's bidding going over to the other side. God's calling you this morning to the other side. You've hugged the mountain too long. 
You've had too much fun in the, around the mountain. It's time to fight. It's time to go out. It's time to possess your possession. It's time to do what God's called you to do and not listening to everybody else because they're telling you how you can do it because you don't have what it takes to do it. When God says, let's cross over, you're crossing over with Him and no one can stop you. Not No storm, no wind, no wave can stop you. Because God's on your side. Let me talk a little bit about the tranquility of faith. The tranquility of faith. It tells us in the scripture, there was the, uh, the wind and the waves beating against the boat, boat and filling the boat. That's kind of serious. Jesus is in the boat for goodness sake. What right has a wave or water to come into the boat where God's sleeping? So you can carry Jesus in you and he's with you and you still have these things happening to you. Don't think it's strange, the Bible says. In fact, the Bible says, rejoice. I said, thing. rejoice about what? What did you say? I'm going through a hard time. You say rejoice. I can't rejoice. Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. Did you say rejoice? But you can't, God said to rejoice. Because all things are working together for good to those who are called by God, those who love God, the bad things and the good things. God's working everything together for your good. Just stay with it and confront the storm and see where God takes you. The tranquility of faith. It says, the boat was filling, verse 18, it says, but he was, Jesus was at the stern asleep on a pillow. You think he didn't feel everything that was going on? He could care less. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? How many of you have said that in other words to the Lord? (laughs) I think I've said that a few times too. God, how long will I tell you? Are, are you not saying, let me show you something that you don't know. I've been going through this thing for a long time. And in one, in, in one instance, it was so bad, I thought to myself, if I, speak, if I spoke to the Lord in English, uh, he may not be, maybe he's not understanding this English. Let me go back and speak in my, the Nigerian language that I was born with. And, and I pray to him in that language. Abandon speaking in English. I was desperate. After that, I felt good. I thought he heard me this time. But <laughs> Jesus was asleep. When you have faith in God and you're strong in God, you don't have to worry about anything. They were troubled, but he was sleeping. Where will that wind come from that would destroy the Son of God that was ordained to die on the cross? That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Psalm 4 verse 8 says this, very simple. I will both lie down in peace. Amen? When you go to sleep tonight... You will sleep in peace. Amen. In Jesus' name. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. 
For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Many times I think if you've been in our church for a while, and please, it's not something I'm comparing with some other person. I've just said to myself, I don't want to die by an accident. I just don't want to die in a car crash or a plane crash. I'm just, that's not going to be my destiny. I know it's easy to say, well, who are you? Well, I'm nothing. The one I'm depending on is him. This is the desire of my heart. And the Bible says the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. I don't want that. So I can stay in the plane and it can toss up to and fro and I feel you're coming down. If you want to crash, let me come down and you go crash somewhere else, but not with me inside here. Because that's not what I believe my destiny is. And I'm still just another Christian person. It's just what I believe for myself. For some reason, between me and the Lord. You do what you want with God. Amen? But you can dwell in safety. Notice what the disciples did. They saw the wind. And they, saw the, they, felt, they felt the wind. And, and, and they saw the waves. I mean, I'm sure it just didn't start all of a sudden, it became great. I'm sure it started, you know, real slowly. And then it was, they were trying to cope. They were trying to cope with the situation. That's what many of us are doing. I'm sure they were trying to get water off the boat for a while, right? And, And coping, even though Jesus was right there. Many times when we're going through a lot of problems, what do we do to ourselves? We say, well, I'll take care of it. There's no need to bother the Lord with this. That's not true. You pray about everything. About everything. You talk to the Lord about everything that's going on in your life. Small, your finances, paying the bills, all of those things. He wants you to talk to him. They were using the arm of flesh. And they only cried out when they became overwhelmed. Why do we always remember the Lord when we become overwhelmed? It's when the doctor says you got the big C, that then we start crying out to God. Big C means cancer. That then we start, oh Lord God. Why didn't you cry to him for your headache? I can't handle that. I got Tylenol moving here. <laughs> That's what we do to ourselves. Commit your ways, the scripture says to the Lord. Commit. Let him know what's going on. Nothing too small. Nothing too big. Commit your ways to the Lord. And watch what God will do. Now let me close with this today. I've got time. Dealing with the storm. Dealing with the storm. You know, the waves and the storm, the wind, they're speaking. Your problems. They speak. Sometimes they speak to you through the mail. You take that mail, you open it, and it speaks to you. 
Oh, yes. You were happy before you went to the mailbox. And you left the mailbox crying. Your problem has spoken to you through a mail. Your wife's, what's the matter, darling? Oh, no. This is speak. And they are asking for an answer. What's your answer? I know you're saying, the waves speak. Yes. The waves speak. Turn with me to Psalm 93. Psalm 93. It says in Mark 4, verse 39, Jesus arose, rebuked the wind, we all know that, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He spoke to it. You don't speak to something that's not speaking to you. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 93. It says, the floors have lifted up, O Lord. The floors have lifted up their voice. The floors have lifted up their voice. The floors lifted up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Than the mighty waves of the sea. Your troubles constantly speak. And they speak in threatening tones to you. Frightening tones. As they speak to you, telling you you'll never make it. Who do you think you are? And you're hearing all of this coming at you. And in this case, the waves were speaking. As they were beating into the boat. But Jesus spoke back to them. Have you been speaking to your problems? Have you spoken to your problem? Jesus spoke to, a wave, to the waves. You know, the way Jesus, Jesus, when he woke up from sleep, he recognized that there was something behind the wave. And he spoke to it. Whenever Jesus dealt with a demon-possessed person, and they start speaking to him, the first thing he says to them is, Hold your peace. Have you wondered why he said that? Hold your peace. That was his formula to dispossess them of their power. And to render them power. He says, hold your peace. And then he tells them, get out. And in this situation, Jesus said the word, many times we say, peace be still. That's not what he said. First thing is, peace. That's what he said first. Read. He first said, peace. And then I want you to continue. Be still. Stay that way. That's the way he muscled the enemy. So he rendered him powerless when he said the word peace. So you can speak to your situation. Peace. In the name of Jesus. And if you can't do that alone, call somebody who agrees with you. Like Angela said, if two shall agree concerning anything on the earth. 
So both of you then speak to that trouble and say to it, Peace! In the name of Jesus. Be still! I'm muscling you. That's what it says. You can't move. You keep my commandment. I think we don't really know who we are in Christ. That's why we're running to and fro, looking for somebody that's going to help us. My job, by the grace of God, is to let you know there's so much power living in you. Until God opens your eyes to see, you won't recognize. I have prayed with people who were having troubles, and they never said a word. All I did is just touch their, their leg that can't move. And I said, move that leg. And you can see their eyes go like, oh, wow. I can tell. God's already touched them. Why? Because he lives inside of me. I'm carrying him in my boat. Amen. He is in my boat. They accepted him just the way he was. In their boat. And as long as he's going, he's being carried in my boat, we're not sinking. Amen. Nothing can sink us. I got Jesus in my boat. He won't speak. I use my mouth for him. Amen. I use my mouth and speak against that thing. Peace. Be still. That's how he handled it. As you are on your way to, your other, to the other side, those things will come against you. Realize God's on your side. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. It's not God you're fighting with. It's the enemy that is trying to prevent you from going to the other side. That's the one to speak to and speak it with a lot of boldness. And God will listen. Let me close with this today. Notice how the disciples, if you read in the scriptures here, the disciples, they, they reversed their fear. In verse 40 and 41, it says, But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Don't you realize the powers of heaven right here with you? powers of heaven are right here with you in the person of Jesus Christ. Why are you so fearful? What are you going through this morning? Why are you so fearful? Jesus is speaking to you. Why are you so concerned? You can't sleep at night when you have Jesus with you. Why are you so fearful? Because of the waves and because of the wind. Why are you so fearful? Is God dead? Tell the problem. My God is still alive. You can rage. You blow us. Make that noise. You can take us on. I got God here with me. Jesus said, why is it that you are so fearful? Where is your faith? He expected them to know that the Son of God was right there with them. And no matter what happened, they said, if you read that scripture here, it says, And they feared exceedingly. In other words, they feared more than they feared the waves. Hello? They were more fearful this time after Jesus stilled everything. They were worried. What is it? They feared exceedingly. And they spoke out of their fear. And they, they spoke to one another out of their fear. Who can this be. They thought they were seeing a man. 
I'm going to show you why they were so scared. Why they were so afraid. After, I mean, it was the same Jesus. They knew him well. But after this, they saw something different. They knew the scriptures. And they said, who? They knew with Jesus, who can this be? They were, they were afraid. Because they knew. They said that even the wind and the sea obey him. Why? Psalm 89, verse 8 and 9. See who does this. O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord, your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule, what? The raging sea. When its waves rise, you steal them. They realize, can this be God? Can this, can, is it possible we are in this same boat with God? Who can this be that even the waves and the sea, they obey him? Who can this be? And that's the same being that is in your life today. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the same being that has said to you, let us cross over to the other side. And you're taking him with you. Who's going to stop you? But your unbelief. Today, what I want us to do is to take that problem that stood in your way, that's made you to hang your head down, that is a constant fear, that every time you think about it, you're afraid. Beat that problem today. Speak to it today. And tell him, no more. No more. I got Jesus in my boat. No more. I'm going to triumph over you. I'm telling you, I'm going to the other side and you can't stop me. I'm going to my destiny. Amen. I'm going to my destiny. You can't stop me. That's the God we serve. Bow your heads with me this morning. I pray that God has opened your eyes to see the kind of person that you are. No man gets any glory but him. But he is in our lives. And he's come to give us life more abundantly. If you want that life, abundant life, you will commit everything to him. So that he takes you to your destiny. He'll take you to your destiny. All heads bow this morning. If you're here this morning and you say, look, I don't really know Jesus the way I should know him. I've tried, but I don't know him real well. But I want to know him. I want him in my boat. If that's you today, all eyes closed, heads bowed. At the count of three, please put your hand up quickly. One, two, three. Let me see your hand up. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. That's wonderful. Let's pray and invite Jesus into our heart. Every one of us, let's go with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you 
for dying on the cross for me. I receive you into my heart. Write my name in your book of life. I confess with my mouth that from this very day, you are my Lord and my Savior. And I believe that with all of my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe now, your child of God, if you just prayed with me and you meant it from your heart. But today, I need every one of you to stand up. We're going to have another time of a miracle. What is that thing that you want to speak to today? The Lord Jesus is here. I want you to come up to the altar. Be with me. That thing that you no longer want in your life, that you want Jesus, you want to speak to it. If you're that person, can you come up here? Come up. Don't hesitate. Please come. There's something that you've been dealing with for a long time. And you want that out of your life. It may be finances. It may be whatever it is. I need you to come and talk to the Lord today. And mean it from your heart. And God's going to respond. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. That you desire from Him today. God's here. God's here. Honor Him and He will honor you. God's here, honor Him, and He'll honor you and bless you. He'll bless you today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 